So, um, what, what do you think of going with that cold open like we did last week? Is it, uh, something we should try again? Yeah, let's do it. You want to just do a cold open? You don't think it's been done? No, we haven't done it enough. We haven't done a cold open enough? No. You don't think we should play a song? I really don't. All right, well, then let's just go. I was going to play a song. (laughs) 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 So, what's going on? Are you playing a song? Let's play a song. Oh, okay. (laughs) Barely see my breath surrounded. Jealousy and death I can't be reached Only have a contract underneath Separate from you all You all This time Lost my own return That was that might have sounded like kind of a a weird song to open with. Oh, it's a, it wasn't very uplifting. No, but it's it's a good one. But that's what we're about here. We're about mixing things mm-hmm. up. And I'm actually pretty tired. Yeah, me too. How come you're so tired? You know, it's Wednesday, and uh, when it's not the weekend, I got to wake up pretty early. So you just feel it after so many I days. Feel I feel that. Yeah. My schedule is such that even on my days, my days off come in the middle of the week, but I just don't get to sleep in on them because I have to take kids to school. Yeah, yeah, that's no good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but things are changing. I'm going to start having Sundays off, so I'll actually have a sleep. Oh, day. that's a good day to have off. At least around yeah. around these parts, that's the best day to have off. Because <laughs> nobody, nobody. I haven't mind. I haven't minded having my weekends be during the week because, yeah. like, when I actually do get a rare actual weekend off. Yeah. It's so, I can't, I always forget how many people yeah, there are out totally. there in the world. When I, it's like, where are these people coming from? When I had my summers, the I never did anything on the weekend. I would do it all on the weekday for that very reason. Yep, yep. That's how today, um, Holly and I went to the beach. Uh-huh. And I love it on <clears throat> Wednesday because it's, nobody's there. But here's this crazy story. Yeah. So, we, we go down to Encinitas. Uh, usually we go to Oceanside when we go to the beach, or we'll go to uh, Carlsbad. Carlsbad seems to be like the place where ideas come from for us. Yeah. And so the, the plan was to go to Carlsbad, to the same spot we always go to. But uh, Holly wanted to check out the store in Encinitas, and I wanted to check out another store in Encinitas. And so we just ended up at Moonlight Beach, which is... A beach we've been to a few times, but not a regular spot. Yeah. But I don't know if you if you heard last night. We have a new show mm-hmm. on Open Lines Radio mm-hmm. called Honestly Juliet, and I know she's from around those parts. 
and she always posts pictures from Encinitas and Moonlight Beach and Swami's Beach. She's always down in that area. Yeah. And so we're walking along the beach, and there's this woman out in the water, and she's got her iPhone. <laughs> she's like, she's waist deep mm-hmm. out in the ocean, and she's holding her iPhone up above her head. And I'm like, look at this crazy lady. Yeah, that's risky. She's gonna drop her iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah very risky. <laughs> like. I mean, I wasn't calling her crazy because I thought she was crazy, just that she was out in the water with her phone. Mm-hmm. And, like, like when I'm at the beach, I get, like, like I, I'll take a pic. I like to take a, a, vi- a short video and post it when I first get there mm-hmm. just to give people who are landlocked uh, a sense yeah. for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But then I put it away because, like, I'm terrified of getting it wet. Yeah, me too. And here's this woman out in the water, like, waist deep in the water, <laughs> holding her phone up above her head. And I go, look at this crazy lady out there with her iPhone. And Holly said, it's probably Juliet. And was it? Just because we know she knows she was always always down there, uh-huh. you know. I've never actually met Juliet, yeah. you know, so I don't really know exactly what she looks like. I just in pictures, but that doesn't Instagram pictures aren't the same as real life. Right. And so we we're we're walking down the beach and we get back and we go to eat dinner or eat lunch and we stop for lunch and that's when I finally look at my phone and uh, Hannah who does Fireside Chats with Roadside Shaman mm-hmm. has commented on and tagged me in a comment on Juliet's post saying, if you look around, you'll probably see Mark <laughs> and Holly. They're at the same beach. And so I was like, Is, was that you in the water holding your phone? <laughs> <laughs> it was. Oh, man, that's serendipity. It was so, and we didn't know it until after. Yeah. How crazy. Yeah. See, it's stuff like that. Just, just gets yeah. you. Yep. I mean, how often do you That's go there? Right. We, we, we. I've been there maybe five times yeah. in seven. Years. On a Wednesday in November. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty neat, so man. Crazy. It's crazy. That's why I'm. But that's why I'm so tired today. Yeah. That ocean air always not, knocks me down a little bit. Yeah. Is it? Is it warm? It's, it was warm today. It's, it's cool right at the ocean, yeah. but it's not cold. Yeah. Like, you have to get right to the water to actually feel the cool breeze. It's, it's warm. I, I was, my back was sweating. <laughs> Good. It's cold here, man. It's very cold here. <laughs> I'm waiting. I wish. Like, we get cold nights. I'm just like just waiting to put my zippy on. Yeah. Like, I live for the zippy, and it hasn't gotten cold enough yet. Yeah, that's not bad. Fall weather, it's uh, in those parts. Some some good stuff. So what's been going on with you this week? Well, it's been a little while since yeah, we talked. It's Wednesday. I know it's it's not it's not uh, the Sabbath, that's for sure. And um, oh man, it's been it's been busy. It's just been like nonstop in the middle of the grind. And um, so I I am just like in that headspace and and uh, sure want to get out of it. So so that's what I've been doing. Just just working and we we have uh we're, we're doing thanksgiving with um my wife's family so we're getting getting things ready it's like uh you know how, you know how the basement is the perpetual it's like it's like it seems like you're always working on it kind of thing and so that's what well, in california we don't have basement, oh okay. so we, we, we cut that <laughs> so yeah you don't have to do lives. it that's good <laughs> but here it's like every year it seems like we clean it out and i just like i don't know how like where all the rest of the stuff came but i did what what we talked about the other week i um i threw away my cds and uh oh. i probably wouldn't have done it had we not talked about it <laughs> then i i was sitting there i was looking at them it's just boxes and boxes of it i'm thinking what Every single anything that I care about in there, I I listen to on my phone anyway. And so so I did it, I did it. Well, congratulations! I did keep I did keep a couple. Congratulations for filling a landfill. With <laughs> they're in the recycle. Non, they're in the recycling uh, bin. Biodegradable plastic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but at least it's out of your house. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I did keep I did keep a couple bootlegs that I got when. Uh, in fact, I was probably with you when I got them. Um, Nirvana some live nirvana back in the day when you know there was no youtube and so you'd get the recordings that people would do so i kept a couple of those and i even wonder like why am i keeping those i I haven't listened to those since i was 16 but couldn't get rid of those we've uh i was i was thinking the other day that we saw 
you've been doing quite a, quite a few concerts together back in the day. Yeah. I had a crazy ex-wife who would always bail on concerts with me at the last minute and you were the lucky recipient <laughs> of, like, hey Doug you want a concert? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and you surprised me with the Nine Inch Nails concert and <laughs> and I was in 8th grade and I, you said hey we're just uh, will you help me come help me with this thing and I remember I, uh, I didn't go to the bathroom before I left the house and uh, so we went down to the arena and I had to go to the bathroom so bad and i was a teenager and there was no partitions to the urinals and i <laughs> yeah i went to the urinal and i couldn't go because i was it so was at the bad. delta yeah, center at the delta center where the where the jazz utah jazz yeah play. yeah and so and so i just all i can really remember about that is um everybody dancing around me kept on shaking whatever we are standing on and um, I had to go to the bathroom so bad and I couldn't do it. You couldn't go because there were no, there's no partitions. And I had, I just, I couldn't perform, man. Like I, I was, I was why didn't you go in a stall? Cause, cause it was, <laughs> I spent my time. I was in the bathroom, like I was 14 or whatever oh, and no. nervous. And, uh, oh, no. and then that's when, when Marilyn Manson ripped up the book of Mormon and that was all over the news. And so, yeah, that's what I remember about that show where, uh, where it was all, it was like a, a footloose situation where the the owner of the arena and the mayor of Salt Lake City wouldn't let Marilyn Manson perform that yeah. night, and so he came out during the time he was supposed to, and instead of performing, he tore up a Book of Mormon and <laughs> caused a bigger scene. Yeah. And I think they trashed the locker rooms too and got banned from the city. Oh, did they? Like I didn't realize that. That was a good show, man. Trent Reznor's. Yeah, he's an artist. That guy. Yeah. Pure energy too. Yeah. I remember him smashing the keyboard with the guitar that night. Yeah. I, there was also the, the Jim Rose Circus sideshow or sideshow. Yeah, circus that's right. Remember uh-huh. all the all the freaks that were torturing themselves? Yeah, I, I forgot about that until you mentioned it, but I do I do remember that now. Night. I think you went to Smashing Pumpkins with me too. Uh, I did. I did go to that one. R&M and R&M, once, maybe? yeah. I was I was sick on that one, so I had to just basically laid down that time. But uh, yeah, I've been to a few of them with you. I think REM was like in this weird place where I had just gotten divorced or something, and she was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's or maybe that was the cure. Did you go to the I, cure? With I went me to the cure too? with you as well. Yeah, yeah. Curtis oh, came with us, and that was one of his first concerts, and he was like changed his life kind of thing. We saw Fugazi at least once. Um, maybe more. I don't know if I was with you for. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We went to that one down at that uh, at, Bricks. at the venue yeah. or in the yeah, whatever Bricks. it is now. Whatever, the, yeah, yeah. At least one time I saw him. We yeah. did. What would you say Sometimes. is your favorite concert you've ever been to? The favorite concert that I've ever been yeah. to. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I got. You have to think about it. I'm sure. There's so many. Yeah. yeah. They're they're all. I can't. I'm just trying to think of what are bad ones. You right, know, I haven't been to a lot of bad concerts. I I have only left one concert, and um, we and I and I like the band, but we went to Iron and Wine. Are you familiar with them? Yeah. And they boring. They huh? uh, they just they played the song. I mean, they're slow anyway, and they played every song at like half speed, and I just we just couldn't take it. It was just, it was just, and I, and I, and I dig them. I still listen to them every now and then, but like, um, we just left. I can't get through a song. They're too, all their songs are too. Yeah. Yeah. But my, I remember we saw, I saw, um, when saw Peter Murphy that you probably don't know who he is. And it was the only time I remember the opening band. Well, not probably not the the second time an opening band was actually better than the headliner was, uh, house of love was the opening band. Probably. Uh And then um, I saw we went and saw Living Color. Remember uh-huh, Living Color? Uh-huh. Uh, and Primus opened for him, and we really went to see Primus. And then, like halfway through Living Color, we left. But I'm, I can't think of a really bad show I've been to. Yeah, the the best one I ever went to was, uh, I mean, you know, you know, Doug Marsh from Built to Spill. Mm-hmm. He had this solo tour, and he played in the the basement of DV8, and so it was just this tiny little venue, and it was just him by himself. And he played, he, and all he did was play cover songs. The whole, I mean, he played some of his own, but like there was a ton of cover songs, 
and that was one of the best nights just because it was hardly anybody there and he was playing all these songs that that um i liked anyway and it was his take on them it was great it was a good one i, I saw i saw nirvana in the golden spike arena uh-huh. in ogden utah uh-huh. it was a, like a dirt floor it was a rodeo arena yeah that was pretty good. Well, you didn't, you, you didn't have to jump the, the into breeders that. Op- the breeders opened. Yeah, well, it was one of those things where where um, the the floor was general admission and the floor was sold out, and you had and the around the outside were seating, and so we we had to jump the wall because we had seating tickets to get down into the pit area. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think it is about music, like like that? brings people together it's like it's kind of weird when you think like like yeah. and, it's, and it's weird too that's like different styles of, like different will bring these different people together i just think it's it's so there's there's you know how the certain senses bring they just take you to a place um sometimes certain smells will take you to a place and music i feel the same way where if I'm trying to get into a certain emotional headspace, whatever that emotion is, positive or, or sad or everything in between, um, musical can get me there like super, super quick. And so I think it's this really, really, people have personal experiences with those. And so they, so, and, and that's, that's, those are true to like a wide variety of people. But like I was at, I went to an Angels game. Mm-hmm. And after the game was over, Dirks Dirks I don't even want to say Dirks Bentley played country guy, uh-huh. and there were people going out of their minds. Yeah, and I was like, what? <laughs> I just you know, there's some stuff that you hear where there are people that lose their minds. Yeah, over you can be yeah. standing right next to that same person, hearing that same song, and being like, this is the dumbest piece <laughs> of dog shit I've ever heard in my life. And then they think the same thing about the thing that like yeah. melts your brain, you know. Well, that's that's hard because have you ever have you ever done that exercise with music that you you like? Is listen to it from a perspective of what if I really didn't like this? I, for example, Modest Mouse. I really I really enjoy Modest Mouse, but sometimes I listen to it and I think I could see how somebody would think this sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or yeah. like it's like when you watch I, an independent movie that you're into, and you're like, I know, I know that whoever yeah. I'm going to see is going to like it. Yeah. So, so I don't know. It's I don't know what what it is, and sometimes you know, for that first a little bit when you would play "Gouge Away" on on the intro of these, mm-hmm. that takes me back to just uh, just those. I don't know. Right? I, when I was in a, I was in a band in high school, and we we covered that song. And um, just kind of takes me, doesn't take me to a specific event. It just takes me to an era, you know, and this like sense of feeling. And it just, it's like instantly I listen to it and it's just right, I'm right back there. And so, I don't know, sometimes if it's associated with an event maybe, or just, uh, or even when you're around things enough, I have a brother-in-law who works construction and um, he was, he was into rap music when he was growing up and uh, they listened to country and that's pretty much all they listen to, and now he's into it. So maybe, maybe some of those things are acquired tastes. I don't know. Yeah, but some things you just like—it's just weird. Like it's just they just speak to you. And I guess it's the, maybe it's like even with food. Like I don't like fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I can't understand how yeah. anyone would eat fish. Yeah, I agree. But I understand that there are more people who like fish than don't. Mm-hmm. Not the band fish. There aren't very many no. people who like the band fish. <laughs> Yeah, Actually, I, there are a lot, but I yeah. don't know why either. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good question. I say that as a graduate of the school that they met at. But oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. They they, they, they formed at Goddard College in oh. Vermont. Little uh, history. Yeah, that's that's so some if good. You're, if you're a Goddard College graduate, which is this tiny little hippie school in the woods in Vermont, like it's kind of like this required thing that you love fish, you love <laughs> David Mamet. Because <laughs> he also was from there, and and William H Macy. Yeah, I knew he was there. So I knew he was there. Have, those are the three things that you 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 come out of Goddard College with. <laughs> so you must not be. What, what's their mascot? There's not a mascot. Okay, <laughs> so you're not a true 
Goddard God or whatever the whatever the word would be. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, like like their their symbol is this clock tower. You're not a true Goddard clock tower. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that like my my high school mascot and yours as well was a dart. Yeah, <laughs> and and my graduate school mascot was a clock tower. Yeah, those are those are not good mascots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and my undergraduate was a uh, was a Indian, Ute on a, yeah. a Ute Indian that was just always under um, some kind of debate on whether or not it was yeah. okay to use it. Yeah. In fact, I think the mascot now is an eagle. They don't. They no longer have the the Ute Indian on a horse. Yeah, I think you're right. I haven't seen the Indian on a horse in a long time. Usually, what you see is just a U. That's usually what it is. Yep. Yep. So what else? I'm sure this isn't what you really wanted to talk about. Hey, I like it. I'll go. I'll, <laughs> I'll do that all the time. Um, so hey, I wanted to ask you this question. So yeah. um, a couple months ago, I was asked this question, which is really a pretty benign question, but I had the hardest time answering it. And I'll set up the context for a second, but um, I, I had to travel somewhere kind of far not like super far but i was with these people i was working with we'd carpooled together and we were in the car together for a few hours and and i'm new to this location i knew that i know the people i'm i'm with but we don't know each other super super well like but we've interacted we some of us have worked together before and um and so i get the question of so uh doug tell us you know tell us what influences you what makes doug doug and <laughs> It's like just it's it's like a you know tell us about yourself is really all he's saying. Right. And I have the hardest time trying to answer that. I'm I'm just like I don't even know what to say really. And probably it's because really what what really makes me me or what really influences me is kind of personal. I don't really want to get into a ton of personal stuff with people I work with, but. I went down this road, which makes me think of something. But before I get there, how are you answering that question? And you don't need to pain. like you a don't... lot of pain. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> a lot of pain that has been worked through. Karma cleared. So, so how far back you going? You 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 starting you way back, or are you going more recent? With pain? Well, yeah, just like what influences you? I don't have any recent pain. So okay, so it's clear. So I, it's. I don't... I've let it all go. I mean, there are things that there are things that still like trigger me. You know, yeah. like, it's like oh, okay, well that's some. Usually, if something like sets me off, uh huh, that's where I figure I got to like get to the root of. Yeah. Like, why is that thing? Why is that person saying that thing setting me off? Yeah. But as far as pain goes, I feel pretty numb. Uh-huh. <laughs> to pain, the, like, physical pain, is way more than emotional pain right now. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's good or bad. Like, like. Physical pain's way more. What do you mean by that? Like, like physical pain dictates my li- a lot. My li- like right now, I've got a little bit of a sinus infection, and mm-hmm. my, my I have a one of my teeth. The roots is very close to my sinuses, so if one gets infected, it usually sets off the other. It happens every year. Yeah. And so right now, my life's being dictated by this pounding headache that I've had for a week and a half. Yeah. But emotional pain, like. It's like whatever. Like I don't. Even... What? What? You definitely probably rather have the physical pain than the emotional. Well, I remember sitting at a at Holly's cousin's wedding mm-hmm. and talking to not the cousin getting married, but one of her other cousins. Mm-hmm. And they had been going to a Buddhist temple like once a week, or these Buddhist meditation things one night a week. And they were talking about how this guy who was leading these meditations was talking to him about how he had just transcended pain. He lets everything go to the point that when his son died, he didn't even cry at the funeral. Hmm. And, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm there. You know? yeah. <laughs> that would be like a traumatic experience. That would, I, I don't think I have mastered the Buddhist technique enough to um, deal with. Mm-hmm. But... Um, 
I was like, they're like, could you believe it? Can you believe that? Can you believe he wouldn't even cry at his son's funeral? And like, I could, I can believe that. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are people that don't let the shit that happens dictate their present, you know? Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I guess I'm, I I watch, I've I've been, I've been binge watching um, Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and, and well, here's the thing. I found it on on Amazon, and it got to the end, and I'm like, "All right, well, let's watch the next season." But they only had one season, and I was mm-hmm. like, "That's so rude to do to somebody." Yeah, yeah. And so I was just looking for anything Gordon Ramsay I could find, <laughs> and he's got this show called like 24 Hours to Hell and Back or something mm-hmm. like that, where he goes in and he turns these restaurants around in 24 hours and gives these people back their livelihood. But he's always talking to these restaurant owners about like why, where have they lost their passion? Like their their kitchens are completely disgusting. Yeah, there's rats. They haven't the grease hasn't been cleaned off the walls. And there was some point in their life where something happened where they stopped mm-hmm. giving a shit. Yeah, and that's when the restaurant goes. And he helps these people work through this. And I can't get through one of those episodes without crying. <laughs> <laughs> just like it's like remember um, Extreme Home Makeover. Yeah. Where they would do these houses and they go, move that bus. I have ball every time they move <laughs> the bus. Like, I can't handle like raw human emotion. Like yeah. when I see it, it, it gets me. But it's not a sad thing. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's almost like that's kind of the thing that, I don't know. I kind of like those moments. Just like, okay, I'm still, I have still have some feeling. In yeah, it, yeah. Know? And by well, the way, Hell's Kitchen is on Hulu. So you can go watch all Okay, <laughs> good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Well, I I think that is um, the see the the Buddhist way of getting there was probably um, I don't know the word I'm looking for is, is there was probably some intention I guess in getting there and whereas I I I think my experience is kind of similar to, to what you were just talking about in that so when you told that story it reminded me of a uh, scenario. So in the last, and to be honest, I can't remember if, if I've already mentioned this, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself, but in the last 12 years or so, there have been these four separate incidents where I've been called on the phone and been told that somebody who I, you know, care about and, and, uh, somebody influential in my life is, has, has died. And the first time that happened, it was just like, um, it was it was life altering. I mean, literally life altering. And it was this this I, I, like a refusal internally, this refusal to believe it, and um, and just just there's a ton of processing with that particular case. And then a few years later, another situation happened. A few years later, another situation happened. And then a couple of years ago, a situation happened. And I've I have found that with each successive, because they all have like they've all kind of have the same scenario i'm on the phone somebody calls suddenly they're saying hey you know this just happened or you know there's this situation that occurred and and then you you kind of got to process all that and and i found it more difficult to um like tap into that and and i don't know that it's um like for me that wasn't intentional though and to me that's like almost uh concerning to the point that when when somebody goes, I, it's like, it's an, it's an emotional experience. And I'm sure if the closer that person is to me, the more, the, e- the easier it'd be to get to that space, that, that morning space. But I have a harder time, harder time getting there. And that's what concerns me. And so when you do have those moments of, of, and it, and it seems to be with st- silly TV moments where you just, you, you connect, somebody's sharing their emotional experiences and you, and then you respond with that emotional experience. And it is, um, it, it is almost relieving to the sense of, oh yeah, yeah, I can, I can still feel that. Um, like today, for example, uh, so, you know, I'm at a high school and it's signing, that's college signing day. And so we have a couple athletes who, who, you know, they have scholarships to university and they're signing their letters of intent to go to the university. And so their families and their grandparents are there and their coaches are saying some things about them and the students are saying how much they appreciate um, their, um, their, their parents and, and all this stuff. 
and and it makes me think of like okay my daughter who spends all this time with her coaches and we're taking her all these places to all these soccer matches and it's um like this huge investment and i couldn't help but like feel this sense of like get get the water in the eyes you know and um and that was it's nice it's relieving to feel that but it, what's weird about it is is the last couple of funerals i've gone to it's almost been harder to connect to that and, and i don't know what that is but i didn't even go to the last funeral I should have gone yeah <laughs> well, well that one that one was different for me just because it was it was expected right but the unexpected ones are the ones that are you know that's like obviously those are a little more tragic because you know they they shouldn't have happened kind of thing and um and even those have been harder to connect to it's not that i haven't felt sad it's just harder to express that emotion and and when and when things are sad i personally like i want to cry about it i want to like let all that out and sometimes i just can't and um so anyway, I don't know what brought me to that thought. Oh, it was the Buddhist guy. And I think his was maybe a little more intentional. Um, but in some ways, it's like, my experience is it's almost a little more callousing than, than anything. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of there with you. I have a hard time with uh, the people who make over, who get overly dramatic about death, especially when it's just like an acquaintance. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know, if, and like I said, I feel like there's something wrong with me. On that yeah, end. yeah. And maybe it's, and but I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't have a, I'm, I, I don't know. I've just, I've just, there's been enough pain. Yeah, you know, it's been. I, I just don't feel like doing it anymore. Yeah. Well, and here's what's weird. I mean, here's what's weird about death is like death is certain for everybody. So to a certain degree, it's like it is expected at some point, you know, and so it's it's just a weird, it's just a different emotion compared to, um, I don't know, some of the other emotions where where you're you're relating to others and that that has brings its own um, sense of of experience, like like when you're talking about maybe. You're watching the show. You feel this emotion. You you have this emotional response to it. That's coming from a place of maybe even relatability, right? Like you can you can see yourself in that scenario, and uh, I think that's different from from mourning mourning loss of somebody. What's your take on funerals? Uh, I don't know. It's there there are around here funerals are often done under a certain format uh, they're they're usually very religious and and um i personally just due to my own feelings about things struggle with those because um i i do like the idea of getting together like in celebrating the life of the other or or if it's really a tragic event i do think there is value and everybody coming together and um, mourning with one another and supporting one another and sharing stories about the other person. Because when you lose somebody who's important to you, that help, that makes you feel better. It really does help you feel, um, helps you process it when you talk about that person. And so, um, like, I, I do believe my, my advice is to, to anybody having been in situations where I've... Um, lost people I care about and and some of those were 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 very tragic that if you don't know what to say you you talk about that person and your good memories of that person and sometimes people are reluctant to do that because they um I don't know they don't want to bring it up but those things actually do at least in my experience make you feel better in just remembering these good things about that person and so I I think funerals are are nice ways to commemorate people we care about. Where they are tricky is, um, I've been to funerals where sometimes they they get super religious when that person wasn't religious, or sometimes I've been at funerals where maybe the person um, didn't have the greatest relationship with 
with the people there and they're saying all these great wonderful things but really it's a lot more complicated than that and so um they're they're kind of weird um i i don't like a lot of funerals will have you know the open casket viewings and stuff like that and and i don't know those those are a little weirder to me but i'm not like against it but i i don't know I've always kind of looked at funerals as being something that's there to um, comfort and help the living move on. Not necessarily even like a respect for the deceased Mm -hmm. and and show, make sure you show up at some, someone, so-and-so's funeral. I've always thought they were there. Their, their purpose is to help the people who were close to that person that died get get over it yeah and to come comfort each other yeah and so it's like if you can't add comfort (laughs) to a group of people i I don't know i just i don't know i have a hard time with funerals yeah yeah i see what you're saying i see what you're saying and and sometimes it's a tricky dynamic because it's like um let me give you an example. Yeah. I'm just going to go there. Yeah. When our, our grandma died. Yeah. Not very long ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even make an attempt. Mm-hmm. And my reasoning was that I honor her in life, in my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. yeah. All of the positives that I've taken from her, I already put into my life. And there are a yeah. lot of positives. Yeah. And I just felt that... I have a very negative relationship <laughs> with about 90% of the people who were going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't even want to, didn't even want to, I don't want to have any, just uh, anyone be uncomfortable with my presence. I didn't want to like, have to like try to like fake smiles. Like we like right, each other. Right. I already honor her. Yeah. And yeah. just in the ways that like I've taken into my life, the things she taught me. Yeah. And so I didn't feel like me being there, was going to comfort anyone who was right. there. And so right. I just opted to just not go. Right. And that's kind of how I've always looked at, at, at funerals. Like, like I feel like I'll go if I feel like me being there can add, can help in some way. Well, and I, I think my perspective on though those, funerals in general is those are people people process death in so many various ways that i think you got to let people process it how they want to process it and um so so i i think i've got a my personal feeling is is to each of their own you know if 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 somebody feels they want to um uh, res- pay respect in, in one way versus another. Go for it. You know, I, I don't. I don't think there's harm in that. And so, I'm not sure how we got here. Yeah, <laughs> this wasn't this wasn't where I'm going. But but you know that's. Uh, but here we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's see how much. Oh, so we're at forty minutes. Yeah, um, forty minutes. I, I had some some thoughts. I mean, we can talk about them. It's definitely not related to this, but I mean that that could that could prompt another whole. Uh, That's all right. You got something better to do? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Wednesday night, man. No games tonight. No nothing. Um, okay, so back to back to this that question. You know, the pain question that you right, responded yeah. to. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> so uh, so my my response was, I'm with educators, and so I uh, I kind of tell them, hey, I what influenced me? I relate it to the education field. I was a horrible student, right? I and by horrible student, I don't mean I was bad in class. I mean like I was shitty at school. I in elementary school, I was in resource those first few grades, and um, I never did i never like um 
aced all my classes or all my subject areas. When I was in junior high school, I had a, you know, there's the 4.0 um, grade point average, four being the highest you can get. Um, I mean, I had terms where my GPA was less than one. It was zero point whatever. And um, I struggled in school. I almost didn't graduate high school. In fact, um, in fact, I remember my my junior year i worked we you know people don't know this we haven't talked about it but you and i worked together at a construction company or maybe we did mention that i can't remember but um so you got me my first job and i was a junior in high school and i remember somehow you had found out that i was failing a bunch of classes you must have talked to mom or something came i can't remember why and um i remember you being in your office and asking me about it <clears throat> and me just telling you, well, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to graduate. Um, I, I think I'll just work here. You know, it's just like, and that was my honest plan was I was just going to work at the construction company. I'm 16, you know, maybe 17. And, uh, you laid into me. <laughs> it's still, that moment still sits with me as just what the stupidest ass plan that was and how, I'm graduating high school and I'm going to college. And if I don't um, graduate, I seem to remember a Mesa Boogie amp being involved. Uh, I what about it? I think I think there was a deal made where if you got a 4.0, I was going to buy you a Mesa Boogie amp. <laughs> and you never <laughs> hit prob- a 4.0, and I not, never bought you a Mesa yeah, Boogie amp, but you school. did graduate. I did. I I did graduate, <laughs> and I got several 4.0s in college. So maybe I could take you up on that deal. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, uh, I, and I remember just like almost being stunned, like, oh, I didn't, like, I didn't realize that was, you know, going to be such a big deal. And I remember you, you tell me, um, I would be fired from my job if I didn't graduate. And so, and so there was that little, little incident. And then, um, just my junior year had a really, really good history teacher and it I enjoyed the class and, and I remember just really liking it. And, and it was kind of like this first time in school where I found it, something I felt passionate about and um, was able to turn things around. Long story short is, is I did a shit ton of night school in my junior and senior year and graduated and, and salvaged my GPA my senior year and was able to get into college. And Still paying construction went out of business. So, yeah, exactly. So hey, I'm glad I'm not there anymore. <laughs> so, but here's here's my point. Here's what I'm bringing this up for. So I kind of talk about that. How what influences me as an educator is I wasn't good at school, and so I, um, I, and I it was a, the influence of good teachers. And there's there's obviously more to that story than than I'm sharing now. But like that that was that's what influences me, and and so. I think about that situation and I think about these experiences we have and how we often construct, we construct a narrative of how things are. And then like we find evidence for that, that supports this narrative of what we think we are. Like I, I genuinely thought I was dumb. Like I, like I, I genuinely thought I couldn't do school. I know that's not accurate because I figured shit out a year or two into college. And once I figured it out, I did really, really well in college and, um, and that's, you know, way harder than all of the other grades were. And so, um, so I, I just think about how we, we have a narrative, we have these, these experiences, they create this narrative of what, how we think things are, and that's not always accurate. Right. And, and sometimes I wonder like, what, do the experiences we have create the narrative or does our narrative, is, is that how we process our experience? And I, the reason I, I'm curious about this is because you had mentioned that these last few years have been, they've just been different for you, right? That in some ways you view yourself differently than, um, than you did in the past, right? You, you maybe almost say that you are two different people. Yes. I don't even remember. It's funny. We were just walking into Target today, and it's funny. I can't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> but we were, Holly was saying something to me 
And I, something that I had said, and I said, are you sure I said that? And she's like, yeah, man, I have no, my memory, I, like the series of slow burns that I've been doing on my brain to try to like wipe <laughs> out these things has actually turned into complete devastation. And now there's no mem- there are no memories left. And she's like, well, that's not necessarily a bad thing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and, but I mean, I clearly do. I mean, I, there are things I can, re- I can remember, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. moments. Right. But, but I don't so, know. I just, I don't, some, it's like, it's like, why hang on to some stuff? So here's my question then. So was that a conscious decision? So, like, if we look at, okay, because we all have narratives we tell ourselves about ourselves, right? Like, we all, we all have this way of, like, we all have our story. And we have these these like key highlight events in these moments that influence how we got here, right? And um, and I'm curious if if like you had experiences like I, okay, so these experiences that changed how I viewed myself, or if that's a conscious decision of you know what this is this is the narrative that that I, I know narrative is not the right word, but this is the experience that I want. And, and if those experiences started coming because of that, I, there's a, there's a definite moment and it's has to do with Instagram. Uh-huh. I don't think you can do it now. It's not the same. Instagram's not the same. And the, cause everything changes, you know, but there was a, a moment in time where I met a few people through yeah. Instagram. And one yeah. of them is Angela who from between it does between right. blue worlds. And there were, a, there were a group of us that I noticed the things that we said and the things that we were posting and the things that we wrote were like changing people positively. Mm-hmm. And we were, we used to do uh, we, everyone. It was kind of cool. Cause like there was this group of friends that had never really met in person, but we were doing, these like everyone was taking turns at a night like doing periscope broadcasts mm-hmm. and so you'd, you'd you'd come home from work and you'd sit down and you'd open up i'd we'd open up the pad and we just and somebody would take a turn just like talking like if you listen to between blue worlds we used to just watch that on periscope and, and she's sitting in her house just talking you know yeah and it, and, it, and it just seemed like it just was reaching the people who were kind of like following all of us you know and it just felt like they're like and it was almost like a fake it till you make it type of thing it was yeah. like all right well these i st- and the things that i'm posting if i I'm, i've just figured out this way to, to to write these things where it 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 took out it's so weird i took out all the personal stuff and it seemed like it reached more people personally mm-hmm. you know and i just kind of figured out this way but it was it was like 2015 and it was like my words and actions and the things I do actually are having a positive impact on people. Yeah. And that's when it changed where it was like, Oh my gosh, like I have to like, I have to, now I have to stand in that because people will smell your bullshit. So it's like, if I'm saying do these things and it will work for you, I have to also be doing those things. Yeah, and, it, and, all, and then that's how you learn. I mean, not all the things I said worked. There were some pretty pretty big mental breakdowns, you know. Um, I remember right. She's doing it again. Angie's doing a, her November thing on Instagram right now. And when I did that in 2015, I pretty much melted down by the end because it was so much introspection. Yeah, you know? and I wasn't prepared for it. Yeah, and here I thought I was saying these things that were like reaching people and touching people, and people were telling me it's touching me. And yet when I was like doing it to myself, I was completely breaking down and I wasn't able to like live up to that. And it's taken some time, some struggles, some ups and some downs, but I feel like I'm finally walking in the words of the, whatever bullshit I was saying at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I don't know. I, there's that moment where I was like, all right, there are people that are, are affected positively by the words that I post publicly. So, yeah, well, so it's like, so really the idea of, of do our experiences kind of shape our narrative or does our narrative shape our, does our narrative like influence our experiences, how we see the world? Really, it's probably both. I guess, go ahead. And it's crazy. It was just, it's just, it was just that time and place. 
And like mm-hmm. most of those people that were involved in that have all gone their separate ways, mm-hmm. including Angie and me. We've all gone our separate ways and we kind of come back and, and have some dealings with each other again. And we go off and do our separate things and then we come back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, we all kind of melt, melt down and recreate ourselves. Yeah. And you have to kind of do that on your own. Yeah. And so I don't know how, I don't know what the next generation of that is. I think it's this. <laughs> I think right. That this is the, this group of people that are that are being drawn to this is kind of that next thing, and it, and that's what makes me realize that this isn't going to last. You know, this is going to eventually fall apart, probably due to egos, and it will be rebuilt as a thousand other things. Yeah. Well, you gotta. Well, we gotta build a. We gotta build a good narrative, man. Exactly. That was. That's what I was. That's what I was saying back then now that you say that it, it's that's what what the words were where we write our own story yeah and as i was saying that to people and telling that to people hey you write your own story you edit i was i was a technical editor for 15 years you know so i was all about editing and it's like you can edit that shit out of your past and you can yeah. write your future and then like i was saying that and then once i actually started doing it it's basically just Scientology in different words, yeah. you know. Well, you know, it's it's funny because in 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 schools nowadays they have this. I, it's off the top of my head, I can't remember the group associated with it. But it's like the power of yet. Like like you may not be able to do this yet, right? I I have failed, but I, you know, I or I, I can't do this yet. Is the is this whole idea of if you you have this positive outlook of of you speak, you speak that you can eventually get there. And I, I really do think that stuff is powerful because it's like you're saying, so I think usually you have this experience that maybe you see things as a certain way and then you, it kind of opens your mind to, oh, oh yeah, we can, we can go down this road. And then, and, and so you almost have to like will it into existence. Um, and so, and then, then, and then it's like the experience is actually, actually come like when, when i was in college i had this communication class it was uh like a leadership and communication it was just something that fulfilled one of my requirements for my bachelor's and and the professor had all of us line up in the back of the in the back of the room and he was talking about how your experience the various experiences you have can make you a good or a bad leader and and he started to just name. So if you if you have done this, take a step forward. If you have done this, take a step forward. And it's, it's just oh, like all a wide variety of things. Like if you've ever ran for public office, if you've ever been in a band or played a music show, if you've ever um, been bungee jumping, or just like just a whole just shit ton of experiences. And it was this really depressing moment for me because I probably took maybe two steps forward. And by the end of this this little object lesson that he had, I was just way behind everybody. And and his whole premise was, hey, those of you who have a wide variety of experiences, you'll probably make better leaders, and uh, because you can you can um, understand people, and you've been in all these experiences. And and truthfully, I actually think that there's some wisdom in that. Um, I do think the the more you experience, the the more you can relate to others. But for a while, that drove me as, look, I I'm not good enough, or I I don't um, I just don't have the experience to to lead others. But then, like as I look back at that moment and in the, in the years that have passed, I think, well, he just he just had certain experiences that. It's not that I haven't had experiences. It's just that the experiences I've had, he didn't list, right? And and in some ways, um, I felt that that I've had some variety of you got gypped, man. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> but there, in some ways, I feel like I can actually relate better to certain people who feel either outcast or marginalized. And to a certain degree, like I don't feel like I could have had that without feeling that in some sense. And so, I've had to sh- have I've had to shape my narrative um, 
a bit in my own brain of, no, like I, I can do this. Like I, I can still relate to people. And in many ways, based on these other experiences I've had, maybe I can actually relate to people better than others because of that. And that's been powerful to me as, as I work with kids and adults and, and those situations is, is um, just how I view myself, my experiences, my background, and how that can be helpful. And how like even, even though maybe I haven't experienced this yet, I can still be empathetic and relate and all that. And anyway, it's a long way of saying, um, I do think our narratives matter. Like what the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves um, matter big time. And, and sometimes our narratives that are harmful or just, um, I don't know, just make us feel shitty. Like we can maybe look at those in another light. And so anyway, I think that's a good place to uh, to wrap up. Yeah, agreed. You said, you said something that I really liked, and I already lost it, so I'm gonna have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the beauty of the internet, you know. <laughs> there was I, it, there was something you said, but I had I'm I'm so I was just listening to you, so I I couldn't keep it in my memory because I was gonna yeah. lose what you said next if I tried. Yeah, yeah. I'll text it to you. <laughs> Good. Good. I look forward. <laughs> All right, man. This has been good. Yeah, let's do let's do it We're again next about an hour. Yeah, I was, uh, that's a good wrapping point. I'll I'll be uh, I'm gone like I was saying, I'll be gone this weekend. So, but maybe we'll do a nice uh holiday, Thanksgiving holiday edition. Yeah, yeah. I have I have uh in-laws coming into town uh-huh. for Thanksgiving this year, so but they don't mind. Yeah, Last time they were in town, they sat outside and listened to us doing open lines. <laughs> <laughs> Good. They sat around. That's when we used to be outside. Yeah. Now we're in the luxury of the garage. <laughs> hey, that's uh, that sounds like as good a setting as any. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm going to let you get to your family. I know it's Wednesday night. It's your one night that you don't have anything. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll be in touch. We'll talk soon. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. I'll see you later. Yeah.